Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. G'day, mates. It's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. Every time that I think about this story, my brain just breaks. It was 2014. My girlfriend at the time and I went on an impromptu camping trip up in Northern California. I'm not quite exactly sure where, but we lived in Sacramento and drove about four or five hours up I-5. We were up in the hills and drove down some pretty sketchy roads. Once we found a spot, we parked our car and hiked maybe half a mile in, truly in the middle of nowhere. We set up our tent and made a small fire pit about 25 yards away, I would guess. The day was fine too. We hung out and did camping things and when it was time for us to go to bed, we put out the fire, got in the tent, zipped it up and we went to sleep. But this, this is where it gets really weird. You see, the girl woke me up at about uh, maybe midnight to tell me that she was going to find a place to pee but she was struggling to get out of the tent. I can't find the zipper, she says. It's just gone. So I get up to help her, and as I feel around the walls, they're completely smooth. I grab the flashlight, and then I turned it on to investigate, and it was then that we found out that the zipper was actually under us. All of our stuff was still in order as we left it, but we were now sleeping on the door of the tent, 
We rolled the tent to finally get out and when we finally do, we find that we are right next to the fire pit that we built 25 yards out. We were so terrified and confused because there was just no way that we could have slept through both of us rolling a tent that far with all of our stuff staying in its place like that. We stayed up until the sun came back up and after that we left right away. I still have zero explanation as to what happened that night. I entertain some pretty out there thoughts but this one is one that will sit with me forever as the strangest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Almost a year ago, I was an opener at a resort clocking in before 5am each day. The resort is located inside of an affluent neighborhood in a very wealthy town or suburb. Employees had to park in one of two parking lots at either ends of the property and the lot that I chose was adjacent to a long and windy road outside the resort which led to the rest of the neighborhood. The road and the resort were separated by a short range of brush and trees that no one ever walked through. So I'd arrived one morning per usual and put the car into park and my headlights still on. The lights in the lot weren't ever on in the morning since nobody else really showed up before 6am when the sun was out. So it was usually always dark at the start of my walk. Save for the security as well, I was one of the first employees to arrive on the property each morning and was usually completely alone in this particular parking lot at this time. This morning didn't seem any different either. I had my hand literally at my keys, my brain in the process to turn off my car, when all of a sudden I noticed a young girl, maybe like 14 or 15 years old, come sort of scampering. Her body language was the exact definition, run with quick light steps, especially through sort of fear or excitement, through the span of the trees that separate the resort from the outside road. She was directly in front of the car, and my headlights illuminated a clear view of her in the pitch black. She looked like she was maybe in high school, had long blonde hair and was wearing a jacket with pajamas maybe, like she just walked out of a house perhaps. One thing about her that bothered me though was that she wouldn't stop laughing and smiling. I couldn't hear her laughing from outside the car obviously, but she was visually giggling or something and I wasn't aware of or could see what she was laughing at and it was really unnatural. She occasionally glanced behind her too as if somebody else was waiting there away from the headlights maybe. She then waved at me like it was a normal gesture at this time and then immediately ran to my passenger side door. This all happened in a matter of seconds and I wasn't really sure what was even happening besides my anxiety spiking at first. I know that I simultaneously sort of yanked the auxiliary cord from my phone to shut whatever song had been playing off while grabbing for the lock button. I remember feeling panic for never remembering if it's up or down to lock when the girl began pulling violently and incessantly on the door handle on the passenger side. I realized then too that because I didn't turn my car off, it had stayed locked. She began pounding on the window though and I was screaming at the top of my lungs for her to leave before pressing on my horn. I could see her laughing outside like this was a, some type of game, as if I were a silly friend not letting her in as a joke. After a few seconds, she stopped the pounding and trying to open my car door. Her face fell flat like I had disappointed her, and she started to walk away from my car back the way that she came. 
She waved at me again before squeezing through the trees, out of view of my headlights. The whole encounter confused me almost as much as it scared me. Most people that I've told the story to just chalked it up to her being on drugs, but that narrative hasn't felt right to me despite her behavior. Maybe she was just being an extremely out-of-touch teenager whose parents need a firmer grip on her. My first thought was possibly human trafficking, but I'm not sure if that would fit this scenario as I'm not the most well-versed with the subject. I told someone when I made it to LP, but they didn't seem to care much. I didn't call the police and I regret that. I'll never get it out of my brain though, how off the feeling was watching a stranger, seemingly alone, pop out from the trees in the darkness, laughing, and then try to violently enter your car in an empty parking lot. I do think the possibility of somebody else being present the whole time is a lot more scary, and I wonder who else was there, and also where exactly. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. For some backstory, I moved in with my ex-boyfriend at his parents' house when we were 17. I'd known him since kindergarten and was aware of his night terrors for at least five years. I believe they may have gone on for as long as they lived in that house, though I'm not sure how old he was when they moved in. I didn't know much about night terrors and didn't know anyone else who had them. He also didn't want to talk a lot about it, so I never pressed. When I noticed him having one, I just saw how he would breathe heavily a few seconds to minutes and wake in a bad mood. I would best describe the mood as sort of withdrawn and irritable, I guess, and would take a few minutes to level out in order to be approachable again. The night terrors caused him to have severe insomnia and he would only ever sleep very few hours over the course of days. I had been living there for a few months and never had any feelings of unease, which is very odd since I'm usually sensitive to energy shifts from previous experiences. Some days I would wake up and go into the kitchen to see open cabinets or drawers. I didn't think too much of this and figured that somebody must have left them open after a midnight snack. Until one morning, I jokingly mentioned how someone keeps forgetting to close the cabinets to his mum and she replies with, yeah, that's just the shadow people, as if it was something that she just casually forgot to mention. They do that all the time, followed by telling me that she and her husband both have seen them in different areas of the house on multiple occasions. But 
since I hadn't experienced anything there myself, I just sort of laughed it off, I guess. At this time, our bed was against the inside wall of the house beside the door from the hallway. My ex liked to play a joke on me when I would leave the room where he would reach over to hold the door handle so it wouldn't turn when I would try to get in. Harmless fun, no big deal, and we both thought that it was funny. One bright weekend though, I thought that it would be good to do some spring cleaning and rearrange the bedroom furniture. I opened the windows to let in some cool breeze, cleaned the carpet, pushed the bed back against the outside wall next to a window and pulled the TV stand to the foot of the bed. After my ex came home, we ate and took turns having showers. When I went to open the door to the bedroom, the handle didn't turn. I chuckled since I was used to him playing that game. Only this time, when I went to turn the handle again, it still didn't budge. I thought that he was probably wanting to play a little more than usual, so I tried twisting the handle back and forth multiple times, but it stayed stationary. And when the latch finally released, I pushed the door open with such force that I stumbled into the room, only to see my ex playing Xbox with his headset on, sitting 15 feet away from the door and wondering why it looked like I just fell in. And that was the first time that I felt like something could be in this house. It was fall too when the knocks first started. We'd been having some strong winds accompanied with cold rain at that time. There was only one other house that shared the dead end road to the top of the hill where we lived. It was late in the evening. The rain knocked the satellite out so we got out some DVDs and we put on a movie. At some point though, we both heard scratches on the walls from the shrubs and the tree leaves hitting the siding and the windows. And then, three very faint knocks came from the wall to the right of the bed. This was an exterior wall at the front of the house, so we decided that it was from the wind. Some minutes passed when we heard three more knocks come from the wall next to the closet. An interior wall with a large shared dresser along it. We decided at this point to recreate the sound by knocking on the wall behind us just to confirm the noise that we heard. And less than a minute later, three clear knocks came from the wall directly behind us. We knocked three times back, then the knocks started coming from what seemed like all of the walls at once. They were much faster and louder this time and seemed to have no pattern as to where they were coming from and just as fast as they came... It all stopped at once. We told his parents who came into the room and they knocked three times on the wall and they got the same response echoed back. So, back to night terrors now. Since I'd figured out when he was having an episode, I began waking up to his heavy breathing and slight twitching. I would calmly try to soothe him with a quiet voice, tell him that it's okay and that I was there. He told me that it helped, so... I decided to pry a little bit. I asked him what it was like and he only told me that the things that he used to see were always different when he was younger but more recently there was one that was reoccurring regularly. He wouldn't describe what it looked like just that it got closer to him every night and he was afraid of what would happen if it ever got close enough to touch him. He woke up once and told me that it laid down next to him and he was completely distraught because it was the closest that it ever was. But he said that it couldn't touch him when I'm around because it's afraid of you. I don't know what he meant by that, but 
I told him that it should be. And it was around this time when I began to notice movement. It all started with dresser drawers being open in the mornings or after we left the room. I thought maybe the drawer slides were just wearing out from use or something and were just popping back open. But it was almost always a different drawer. If I noticed three drawers open in the morning, I would just close them and go on about my day. Yet, different ones than before would be open when I came back. Sometimes they were slightly cracked and others were pulled all the way to the end. A few times we caught them opening after we closed them and tried every way that we could think of for the possibility that they weren't being closed correctly in the first place, causing them to roll back open. Then one time when my ex was napping, the drawer started to open and I noticed his heavy breathing and panicked REM state so I tried to soothe him with my voice, which seemed to calm him down but then I noticed an empty pop can by the TV stand started to rock side to side. It started slow at first, then began to move so fast that it seemed like it was almost vibrating. As it got worse, so was his breathing so I looked at it and shouted in my mind for it to stop. And as soon as I thought it, the can stopped moving, and he was also back to a peaceful sleep. I used to be a regular lucid dreamer, but have never had sleep paralysis or any sort of experience like this one. That same night as the wobbly can, I was sleeping, curled up on my side, and facing down toward the bedroom door, when I saw something. It stood in the doorway taller than the frame with a shadow or misty looking sort of body and a face wider than anything that I'd seen before. No discernible features, just as if the whiteness was light being pulled into it or through it or something. Almost looking like a, a tunnel, I guess. It, it seemed like I could feel it better than I could see it as well. And whatever it was, it felt like pure rage. It felt like anger and sadness, stronger than anything that I'd ever felt in my life. And before I could make sense of what was happening, I felt myself stand directly up out of my body, point at this creature, and yell at the top of my lungs, I command you in the name of Jesus to leave this house. I looked down and saw my ex sleeping beside me, and as quickly as I stood up, I felt straight back into my body and into the most peaceful sleep that perhaps I'd ever had. When I woke up, my ex was sitting and watching TV. I looked at him and asked what that thing looked like from his sleep paralysis, and he told me that he didn't want to talk about it, but it would be easier to draw it. He got a notebook and soon drew exactly what I had saw to the point that I immediately got chills and started crying when he showed it to me. He asked me if I'd seen it, and I told him what happened. And weirdly, neither of us had seen it since, until he came home from the military. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. 
Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, a 21-year-old male, and my girlfriend, 20-year-old female, rented an apartment for a month. The area was secluded, and after dark, everybody would mind their own business pretty much. Neighbors would hardly talk to each other, or even be outside in the evening. Our apartment was in a building with four floors, and each floor had a single apartment. All the apartments were very compact and built to be rented to students. The night that we moved in, our taps ran out of water, so I went upstairs hoping to borrow some from the people living upstairs. I realized that two out of the four apartments were vacant and locked. The apartment on the fourth floor was lit from the inside, so I decided to ring the bell, but to my disappointment, nobody answered. And over the next week, we used to hear the sound of someone whacking a rod or some sort of metal thing on maybe the floor or some other object. This would start late at night, after 1.30 in the morning, and continue for hours. Initially, we didn't care too much about it, but after some time, it got us a little bit intrigued, I guess. The sound was clearly from one of the apartments above us, but as I already mentioned, two of the three were vacant for sure, and the third one seemed vacant, but was lit from the inside. I knocked on its door many times, but nobody ever answered. The whacking sound was a daily occurrence though, and on some very late nights, we could also hear someone climbing the building stairs. It seemed as if we were the only ones living in this building, especially during the day, and until the very late nights, there was nobody else there. We made up theories to convince ourselves that it was nothing, but the pattern of the whacking was too irregular for it to be made by wind or something other than a person. It would start almost daily at around the same time. I even thought that I could have sworn that I heard voices like, uh, I don't even want to think about that, but we asked people around but didn't get any satisfactory answers. No one knew if anyone lived there. Towards the end of our stay, I also saw a, a shady looking man going upstairs during the day. I asked him if he was the owner of the apartment upstairs. He said that he was also including the one on the fourth floor. I asked him if anybody lived upstairs and also about the whacking sound. He told me that nobody did and that he's looking for tenants. He said that he had no idea about what the sound was. And to my surprise, he then asked me, so for how long are you going to stay here? Four days, I said. We'll leave on the 30th of this month. He asked if anybody else had rented the place for the next month and... I told him that I didn't know. But the strangest part is that for the next four days, there was neither the whacking sound nor the sound of someone climbing up the stairs late at night. 
However, my girlfriend's internship got extended by two days and we decided to stay there and just as I had anticipated, the whacking sound resumed after the 30th, the day that we were supposed to leave. I don't know what it was, I guess I'll never really know, but I'm just happy that we got out of that place without any consequences. It really scared me sometimes and it feels weird thinking about it, even now. Shadow, my 115-pound German Shepherd Black Lab mix, started to signal that she had to use the bathroom at about 1 to 1.15 in the morning. Annoyed because I was almost asleep, I got up, put a hoodie on, and I took her out with nothing but my phone for a flashlight. She started to do the usual sniff for 15 minutes just to go to the regular spot routine. I had my flashlight on her because she's sort of camouflaged by the night and I would like to know where she's at so that she doesn't run off. And just as she's starting to use the bathroom, I turn away and I notice someone. They're standing at the very edge of my yard. Looking back at my dog, I noticed that she wasn't paying attention to the person yet. So I called her to me and attached her leash. The person just stood there and watched me. I called out to them and said, you need to leave my yard, to which I got silence back. I cleared my throat, repeated myself, eventually attempting a third time just to change it to, don't make me tell you again, you're going to have to leave my yard. Just as my partner was coming outside to see what the commotion was, they took a few steps forward, clearly intending to continue towards me, caught a glimpse of my partner, backpedaled, turned around and left. As confused as he was, I was in complete shock. We've had to run this one person off of our property because they would bring their dog over to use the bathroom in our yard, but it definitely wasn't them. I've seen their face and it wasn't them. They haven't been back, but right before that, we did find footprints near our shed and windows of our home even. It was genuinely unnerving, so we contacted the police and they didn't really do anything other than take a statement. I've been told that it will go nowhere until physical harm or a break-in happens. So this is a story from just before I moved house. I felt like I was going crazy in this house too. I also want to add on too that we were the end house and the house next door to us was completely abandoned. So this all starts when I had taken a nap in the middle of the day. I was in a dream and everything was normal. I was sat on the sofa with my friend and all of a sudden because of consciousness I think, I was in the dream but I said nothing. There was a, a weird tension in the air too and I looked at the box of the tissues that were next to me and I woke up and the tissues went flying up through the ceiling. I then said, if there's somebody here, then do that again. It did, but I caught it that time. I then turned to my right, and there was a massive goat inches from my face. For some reason, I knew that it had human teeth, and in my head I thought, if you are what I think you are, talk. It went to talk, and I stopped it. It turned its head a little, like it was annoyed, and then let out this demonic scream is all I can say it was. It immediately woke me up though, realizing that I must have still been asleep. 
and the weirdest thing is that I could still hear it for a few seconds as I was forced wide awake. I didn't tell anyone as my partner at the time was scared of this stuff, but the mood in the house had changed after that. I would joke that there's a ghostie in the house and he would say it won't do anything. A few days later, I was at the hospital with my mum. I get messages freaking out to come back. When I get back, he was sat outside with the dog, terrified. He explained that he was stood in the kitchen making a drink when he heard my voice say, Are you okay? So he turned around thinking that I was back, but nobody was there. He turned back to make the drink and he felt a hot pain down his back. I looked and there were three deep red lines down the middle of his back. He has very short nails and there's no way that he could have done this to himself. The scratches were also there for three days and after that he left. A week later too, my mum came to tell me that the night before she had heard me at the bottom of the stairs shout mum. It was three in the morning and I was fast asleep upstairs like any normal human being would. But she said that it sounded like my voice but for some reason that she knew that it just couldn't have been me. A few weeks had gone by and I was in the hallway bringing in shopping when it felt like someone had grabbed my butt. I walked into my mum and said something just grabbed my butt. We joked that it was the ghost and she said, you dirty pervert. I went back to the bottom of the stairs and that was when I heard that same demonic scream again and this time my mum heard it too. We ran out and I ran out of the hallway. My heart was racing and I was frightened. I then hear what sound like footsteps upstairs walking away from us. Since moving out of that house, I haven't had any activity to that extreme. I believe that it must have followed me from the old house and the abandoned church that we lived near, but who knows. All I know is that these days, whatever it was, I'm certainly glad to be rid of it. A few years ago, I was hiking the southern portion of the Pacific Crest Trail in Washington State, USA. It was late June, so warm enough that water sources were valuable. I made camp toward the end of the day in a mildly used site. It was a few feet off the trail, but not deep in the woods by any means. A babbling brook was about 50 feet away from me, and as I was heating water on my tiny stove for dinner, an older, 60-ish man walked down the trail. He saw me and hollered to ask if I had any water. I noticed that he was wearing regular clothes, jeans, sneakers, and a casual white button-down shirt. No pack, which was all very odd. I was far enough down the trail, maybe 10 miles from any road, that a day hiker would have been extremely rare at that point. In any case, I welcomed him into my camp and gave him some water from a jug. He drank it, thanked me, and then walked on. I thought that it was odd and so it stuck in my mind and the following week I came off the trail to a nearby town and learned of a massive manhunt for a guy in his 60s wearing jeans, sneakers and a casual white button-down shirt. He had abandoned his car near the PCT and was on the run from the feds for money laundering and other crimes apparently. 
I never did learn if they found him, but I often wonder how far he got with no gear, no food, and no water. This was a while back. I live in a small town in Texas, and there isn't that many shops or anything popular around here. In fact, really the only thing fun to do is the fair or the carnival that we have here every now and then. We also only have around one to three malls. And besides that, our town is really small and really doesn't have anything important about it. But I was staying a few nights at my cousin's, and we usually pull a few all-nighters. We stay up pretty late, having energy drinks, but we didn't have any drinks or food or snacks with us that night, which is what we used to stay up all night. So we snuck out through his window. First we made sure that the coast was clear, obviously, because his dad had a camera doorbell. And it definitely messed up the plan once or twice before, but we snuck through it. We go to this 24-hour gas station that takes 20 minutes just to walk to, but if you ran, you could probably get there in like 10 to 14. So we run over there. There are a few shops in the path over there, but something weird was going on that night. There were no stars. The only light was the street lights. There were no cars around. No sound, in fact. When we talked, it sounded like whisper, but we went behind this one thrift shop, but we started to hear... I don't know, something in the distance. As we got closer, we could make out that it was screaming up ahead of us. We check it out and we see four men in full black suits. You can't see their face or shoes or anything. They saw us though and we saw them grabbing someone. We didn't know if it was a woman or a guy, but they take out something and they started waving it at us. We're basically halfway away from them. Then one of them starts chasing after us and my cousin started running to the gas station because it was closer than home. I screamed at him though that we needed to get somewhere else. We ran and it felt like adrenaline was helping us. I was running faster than I ever had. We made it about nine minutes and we split up to two different alleyways. I was glad to see that he was okay and he told me the guy was chasing him but he gave up on him when he told an adult what had happened. She didn't believe us but... She still ended up calling the police and told them what happened. They searched the area and found nothing. They said that they would wait until the nearest store opens so that they could check the cameras. So we left taking a different route home and we just slept it off. We're still traumatized to this day about what that was. And we never found any answers to this day. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.